Yeah, I think there should be a chair at the back. Yeah. Uh, so, welcome everybody to TJMWGM, Guys, I mean, weekly general meeting where we brainstorm ideas for uh, the new series of uh, that guy's a maniac podcast um richie could you just remind everybody uh of all our socials uh for we've got some new stuff today yeah if anybody doesn't already know it is uh, that guy's a maniac all one word lowercase and we're on all of the usual socials we have the the twitters the instagrams the facebook's and the youtube's Thanks, Richie. That's great. Yeah. So make sure you check all of those out um, because uh, a lot of what we'll be talking about will hopefully go out on some, if not all of those channels. Uh, just before we kick off uh, the brainstorm uh, for some ideas, uh, there is a uh, update um, from last week. Uh, so <clears throat> a number of members of staff have reported finding giant shits in the uh, second floor toilet. Um, now... Obviously, uh, if you do big jobbies, you do big jobbies. But um, if you can make an attempt to either flush um, or break it up with uh, the bog roll or um, <laughs> use your your fingers in a plastic bag. Dark um, toilet brush just was there for. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Richie. Uh, because everyone's kind of uh, sick of prodding someone else's <laughs> giant logs. Uh, they flush. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also an, an interesting segue, because I was <laughs> thinking <laughs> perhaps um, this week we could get the boys to talk about uh, shit games. Shit games. <laughs> um, this is an interesting question, I think, because unlike, say, uh, movies, books, TV programs, the the bar for what makes a shit video game is really low, right? No one is making, you know, books that don't work. <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there are standards that you could hold uh, movies and books to. Uh, but with video games, there's just a whole fuck ton more, and every arsehole's got more of an opinion. Like with movies, yes, there is like categorically this is the worst script I've ever seen or what are these special effects they're awful you know yeah. you can you there's you know that is very very obvious but with video games there's like I am playing this and I can't fucking play this yeah uh, you know you fundamentally get to a point where this is not a nice experience uh, which yeah. is uh, it's come part and parcel with interactive media I would say more more so yeah, and then, you know, there's a whole raft of if we would, which we're not going to be, if we were going to try and attempt to, you know, do a bottom ten, <clears throat> as as we might do a top ten of, of anything. Um, you know, the bottom, I don't know, ten thousand video games are ones that just don't work, right? You, you just yeah, easily. Don't load. Do well, not do not do not function. You can't. Yeah, if you do a, a quick Google for like the worst video games, they actually it comes up with like lists of ones that are like notoriously bad. As yeah. in, like you've got your ETs, you know, the one that was so bad that they put it in landfill. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the ones that are just like absolutely dodgy, awful, like the uh, what the the Custer game where you rape the Indian. Yeah. And you're just like, right, okay, yeah, that is that's a shit game because it's 
morally wrong. <laughs> you know, it is a bad game for that reason. So, yeah, when we're talking about shit games, there's also, like, it's not just, um... I mean, of course, it's objectively shit. There is a list of shit games that you can just find on Google. But there's also, like, there's guilty pleasures in shit games as well. You know, ones that you just want to power through and like, make yourself like, for whatever reason that be, maybe, maybe actually harken it back to the, um, the investment in games as well. Like, for instance, um, I think we were talking about this in SNES, and you were talking about this as well, it's like, even if you got a shit game, even if you were given, you know, at Christmas a shit game, you would still play the hell out of that game, you know, because you were invested in it. So that it becomes somewhat of a, objectively nowadays, you know, this was an awful game, but I made it into something fun. Like, like the Wayne's World on the SNES, you know? Yeah. 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 So let's get swathes of shit games out of the way. So we won't be talking about games that never work. Uh, no. Games that you couldn't load up. Um, and I get well, we might cover some games which were serviceable games. You know, they actually worked. You could get to a menu screen. You could, you could play the game, um, but that no longer work. Right, so they were online only. The the servers have been shuttered. <laughs> yeah, um, you know those are objectively shit games because you can no longer actually play them. And um, so so yeah, in the games we're discussing, you know you 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 can you can play them. Um, they are serviceable at that level. At that level, um, but they're just not very good. Um, for a number of reasons and, and now that that still includes games which have a lot of technical problems and I there's a couple that I want to talk about which <laughs> are bad games um, and and part of the you know the jankiness was part of the reason why they're bad um, or for hilarious various reasons and particularly you know things like ports um, so something made for another system and then for whatever reason badly ported to another system uh, yeah. uh, uh, and, and can be shit. But have you got uh, got any shit games to start us off with? Um, I, I just want to call out one big major genre that tends to always be shit. Um, for whatever reason. Um, and I just want to say it out loud now so that we don't need to go into it in too much detail over and over. But movie tie-ins. It has to be said. There, there are more bad ones than there are good ones like there's an occasional gem but movie tie-ins especially when you think back to like the SNES or the Amiga or things like that they were usually ridiculously hard platformers Um, and in fact not just movie tie-ins just tie-ins in general something that was using a license um, was very rarely going to be a good experience a, a good time to be had by anyone you know what i mean yeah yeah um and there are you know there are some good and there are fewer very good tie-ins um, yeah but they they do stand out for the rest and, um, as we covered a number of times before um particularly on platforms like the game boy uh every franchise had you know uh two games which i own 
Uh, there's, <laughs> there's like a Tasmania game. There's an Asterix game. And they were all these brutally hard um, platformers. Uh, your collectibles would be, you know... A symbol. Yeah, yeah, a Batman so symbol. Yeah, yeah you, swap out your, you swap out your hearts and coins and stars for, for you know, whatever. Asterix's feathers on his head or a Tasmanian devil uh, you know, cyclone. Um, and uh, normally these things were, you know, one... one hit and you're dead gremlins 2 was another brutal yeah uh, uh, game boy tie-in i um, remember um, I, a game that i had in the snares called family dog did we talk about this one before i don't think we did no uh, so family dog was uh, another one of these um ones that i picked up for a fiver in an x rental bin in some video shop um what what drew you to the title family dog um I think it was the price point, to be honest. For a SNES game for a fire, I was just like, fuck yeah. I'm gonna get that. I'll have I'll have some fun out of it. <laughs> little did I know that my little twelve year old self, the only fun that I would have is like thirty odd years later actually saying, you know what? This is a shit game on a podcast. Um <laughs> But five are well spent regardless, especially with inflation. Um No uh, yeah, Family Guy uh yeah, so not Family Guy, Family oh, Dog. No. Yeah. Uh, but I think Family Dog was actually a series, a cartoon on Nickelodeon or something like that. But again, it was just one of these ridiculously unforgiving, you know, one life dead and you're running away from an awful sort of kid that oh god I'm going to have to stop talking because I, I can't even remember that much about this game all I remember was it was painfully hard and it was not a good game and yeah. again it was just because it was we have to use this license let's make a game about it yeah. nobody cares mate you know yeah. <laughs> just looking at, uh, looking at screenshots from it it's got what is a hallmark of these these shitty tie-in platformers where you know it's like the, you're going through scooby-doo environments right with where you've got the same three background elements uh and and your level is going across those so, and it makes no sense you know a kitchen for example doesn't need four cookers um but because the cookers make for an obstacle you know you you walk past 45 cookers in there yeah yeah infinite exactly kitchen that, level yeah. or you know you're in and the platforms are like um paintings that you can somehow stand on the ledges yeah, of paintings and tops of cupboards and tables lamps and, yeah. that yeah. are coming out of the wall and you can yeah. somehow yeah yeah that sort of thing yeah. yeah you know exactly what the game is even though you've never played it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm thinking of uh it's home alone there's home alone on probably um, yeah yeah nez and it was it was just that it was just yeah, painful 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 trash yeah well there you go there's one down <laughs> family dog we were gonna add that to the tgam not hall of fame hall of shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> hall of shit yeah hall, yeah so um there's another sort of. <laughs> I've got some notes here just to yeah. sort of, uh, you know, act like we are slightly professional. 
one of the <laughs> the sections I have in my notes is just literally a big <laughs> mark saying Commodore 64 Dross. And that is the title because there is so much. Like, you would play these demos and I think when you played Commodore 64 games, it was painful because there was always that is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is it going to sit in the loading screen for 15 minutes and you don't know if it's working or not? Yeah. Um, so there was always that aspect of it. Um, and then when you actually got around to playing it, sometimes these games were just awful. Um, and when I was thinking, you know, what, what was the worst Commodore 64 experience that you maybe had? And I was thinking it is a game called... Uh, Wily Coyote versus Roadrunner, and I, I thoroughly, I urge you to go and do a long play search for this on on YouTube later because you have to hear that theme tune. It is just straight up uh, an awful chip tune version of the Merry Go Round broke down, um, <laughs> and then the game is basically like a proto Flappy Bird. Um, where you have to go up and down, collect bird seed, whilst you're getting chased by Wily e. Coyote, and yeah, I mean, like, it sounds not too bad. It seems like a, a good curse, uh, good prospect for a game, but it didn't work. It would frequently just, from my memory, just you would get stuck on the side and you would die. You just couldn't move. The game was not working. Now, you could say, maybe I had a defective copy or something like that. Who knows? Maybe my Commodore 64 was too warm. Mm. Um, you know, or, or whatever, you know. But yeah, it was it was flaky. And I just remember, you know, like, you spend three ninety nine on these cassettes and you saw, this is gonna be a Warner Brothers tie-in. And it's not. It's made by some you know, nerd in a basement in Leeds or something like that you know um, <laughs> but yeah uh, I, I just wanted to give that as a notable shout out for um, Commodore 64 Dross yeah the there's actually another one which I wanted to talk about very very quickly it's actually one that I've talked about several times and we actually have on the YouTube channel and that is Snowball Sunday We've, oh yeah yeah this is a shit game. There is no game. It's it's literally there's three people. Uh, you can do two player, as in like you can play, you know, as uh, these characters, and you press down to collect the snowball, and then you press the fire button to fire, and then you run left and right. And the only sort of gaminess is you have to get the arc of the snowball right. That is it. It's got Christmas music. I like it. Because it's shit, and and I think this is what I was sort of meaning. There's an endearing quality to shit games. There, there is no game there. There is just literally like a, a very very basic premise of just trying to hit each other. There's no lives. There's no end game. There's no no goal. You're just literally having a little snowball fight, and it turns off when you decide that you're going to turn off your computer. <laughs> you know it's a shit game but endearing you know to the point where you know like I've actually 
gone and searched online and found ways to play this, you know, and like you can play it in browsers and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, amazing, you know, because somebody has taken the time to, whether it's through illicit means or whatever, catalog all of these Commodore 64 games and just make them available for people, which is quite cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, a category I'd like to add uh, <clears throat> to the whole. The whole of shit. The whole of shite. <laughs> the whole of shite, yeah. Uh, is um, the free-to-play versions of oh, God. Yeah. otherwise good games that, that we saw a, a, just a torrent of in the 2010s. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and two in particular. Uh, actually, they're still around today, so three that I want to mention. Um, one was uh, Ace Combat Infinity on the PlayStation okay. 3. Uh, and I don't know uh, if they were still generally, you know, these things are still being worked out. But it was just way too, like, it gave you virtually nothing. Um, you know, there was no triple currencies. It was, I think, fuel was the, the currency. And, and you sort of had enough to, like, maybe do one mission a day. Um, tutorial wasn't great and so frequently <laughs> you'd fail that mission right or you, you wouldn't really know what's going on like, that, that's it that's it for today another one which I put an embarrassing amount of time into because at the time I really just wanted to play Soul Calibur was Soul Calibur Lost Swords um, oh god yes yes <laughs> you even tried to recruit me into it as well share yeah, my it pain was... <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the way they they did it which you know later Later, or contemporary fighting games did. So I think when um, the Nuclear Instinct launch launched, it, it did a few similar things, but but it was just way better. And so, of course, there was these you know timed currencies, um, but then there was also a rock paper scissor system to your gear, and you had to earn all of your your different um, weapons and I think armor as well, and then. Uh, using another currency, you could have X many fights, um, mm. and then every now and then, if you had enough of whatever currency, you might be able to purchase another character. So I was hanging in there for my favorite character, Taki, to rotate around. I don't think she ever did before I before I gave up with it, or or before the service was pulled. But yeah, really, just sti- you know, just sti- stingy, <laughs> and. On the one hand, you're like, okay, I didn't pay anything for this, right? So who who has any right to complain about something they didn't pay anything? I mean, yes, uh, and we have to lump in every single mobile game in there as well. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah. at the same, you know, at the same time, it's it's there's a functional game behind it. If you took away all those paywalls, um, you know, there is a good game. Uh, you know, there's a solid ace combat game. There's a there's a you know a Soul Calibur game, um, but by deliberately breaking your game, yeah, to, chopping it up, yeah, 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 to force you know the whales to pay more than everybody else would if they just put out another Soul Calibur game, or I guess sometimes I don't know. Maybe this isn't true. Maybe it's just like you know, uh, couch perspectives. Um, but sometimes as well, I think it's it's okay. We can put out a shitty free-to-play game or a free-to-play game that's not quite finished, um, 
because you know people complain less about free-to-play games they're not too sure that's true whereas if you know if that was something you'd pay 40 to 60 quid for um that just didn't work you'd, there'd be a, you know there'd be a massive riot so <clears throat> just that just that you know we can put out something that's lower quality and we'll make it free to play rather than um putting out something polished and the most recent one i played uh which sprang to mind was um the oh, the elder scrolls free to play oh god blades yeah um uh which i downloaded on the switch um, I don't know why. I think it's because I picked up my copy of Skyrim and I thought, oh, can't be bothered to start it yet again because I won't be able to remember what I'm doing or where I'm going. Um, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I, again, just like having things on Switch. It's also mobile. Um, yeah, so, I played it on mobile. And... Yeah, so, you know, having, yeah. a, having a little run around uh, Elder Scrolls might be fun. And it was technically a bad game. I don't quite understand why, because you you know you go up and down, uh, you launch into these um, essentially dungeon corridors. Yeah. And you know there's three things you need to pick up, or two guys you need to save. Um, and it just performed really badly. It'd be screen tearing and really jarring. Uh, and again, it was just stingy like really there's a whole yeah there's loads of depth too right there's there's a whole town and you could rebuild buildings and yeah. the more buildings that you built the more options would open up and you that's you know. the thing that got me like i i actually thought it was quite good uh i played it on mobile um and of course i'm, I'm a dick with a fucking gaming mobile that i don't actually do any gaming on i just you know just so that I can say that I've got a game in mobile. Um, but yeah, I played it and um, I thought it ran pretty good. I thought, this is quite good. This is sort of like a dungeon. You get to do a little run, exactly like Skyrim. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that, that, that's quite cool, a little bite-sized. But it was when I got to the village and then all of a sudden 19 different currencies, whether it was fucking <laughs> uh, wood or stone or gold or special gold or gems. It was just suddenly all of these were creeping in and I was just like, ah, oh, shit, this is what this game is. It's not the dungeon runs, which are the fun bit. It is you're going to have to build this whole village and in order for you to actually get any good at the dungeons, you're going to have to grind enough stone bits so that you can make one bit of stone and then you need another 10 bits of stone to actually make that building any good which for some reason will make your armor slightly better and therefore allow you to get through dungeon level 2.1 whatever is gonna be and then i was just like and of course you could just buy the stone instead yeah yeah, and that's that's the that's just when it, I I just clocked exactly what this game was. It's like ah, oh, the dungeon runs means nothing. You'll either fail because you don't have enough blacksmiths in your town, or you'll pass because you've got enough. Um, but that's because you've grinded it, or you've grinded it, ground it. Ground it. No, I think you grind it. Grinded yeah. it, grinded it. Yeah. 
Uh, no, yeah. look, I, I know that the the, the 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 word I'm just meaning gaming. Grinded it. Grinded it. I'm gonna say I'm good. Shut up, Richie. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was when that ugly side of it, the underside, was shown. You see up its skirt, and you're just kind of like, oh no, well, I don't want to do this. And that's pretty much when I uninstalled the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, not all. There are many good free-to-play games um, out there, um, and you, but you tend to see, you know, companies which have. Uh, I, don't, I hate mentioning it, but you know, like AAA games, just your, just your your big publishers, which have the, you know their 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 popular franchises, um, and many like uh, Pokemon is a good one. Um, almost all of their free to play games are. You know, serviceable. It's too good. Um, we're very generous on the uh, Pokemon Unite has just come out, which I've been playing a little bit. Um, and you don't really feel the need. You know, it's not like oh, okay, I've had half a match. Now there's eight timers that I have to wait for. Um, uh, yeah, and I just, I just find it weird or, or interesting that. Other companies like, oh, let's take our big series, Soul Calibur, Elder Scrolls, uh, Ace Combat, and just objectively make them shitty. Yeah. <laughs> shitty versions of them. Yeah. Uh, why make a blooming, yeah, free to play game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must, you know, there must be a, a spreadsheet or an analyst, analyst somewhere that says, well, for the, you know, the extra. 10,000 people hours you put into a mainline game um, isn't worth it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with this but you can't charge for this because it's so crap. So people will tolerate this. Make it free to play. Some people will spend silly money on it. Um, and then, uh, you know, who knows, maybe that will bankroll uh, an actual decent game that you buy and you own and you can play through um, and of course the other downside to all of these is they have a shelf life or most of them have a shelf life as well um, you, know, you cannot play Ace Combat Infinity anymore you cannot play Soul Calibur Lost Swords anymore uh, because those services are just have just been shuttered which is a shame because I hate I, I, thinking about digital preservation I really dislike Things can disappear, and you could never experience them again, or you know, run them through again without uh, relying on uh, pirates and uh, the people who work in digital preservation to keep these things playable after companies aren't interested in them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Even shit things. Can they not? Yeah. Can they not just be room one hundred and one? <laughs> no, I think even shit things do. You know, just just to show the 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 bad side of gaming as well as the good side of gaming for uh, for all eternity. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. you need you need the the lows so you can taste the highs. To quote um, Robbie Williams, there. Yeah, I mean, of yeah. course, things like um, uh, Flappy Bird is an example of that. I think, um, although there are now a gazillion clones. You know, I don't yeah, I think he deliberately took it away or it got taken yeah. down because it was too addictive or some stupid thing like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So that's free to play games. Free to play and mobile free to play as well. Definitely yeah. needs I mean, to be. M- most mobile games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like most mobile games. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you get like the free to play. Yeah, no, we've covered it. It's fine. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. We're done. <laughs> With free to play, at least. That is a brutal one. Um, I have, like, a few that I actually, again, guilty pleasures that uh-huh. I, I own as games. And I, I don't know if they are... They're not highly regarded or ever highly rated, but I still think they're fine as games. And that is um, pretty much any Trivial Pursuit game. Yeah. It's weird, like, you'll frequently just see them as, like, 4 out of 10, this is just Trivial Pursuits. And it's like, (laughs) well, come on now. (laughs) You know, like, having a digital version of this that you can control with a controller... And, you know, somebody says the questions out at you, sometimes, depending on the game. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's quite cool. And there was, like, the Trivial Pursuits Live, which I think made it to the Switch recently as well, um, where, you know, they have different rounds, and it's all based on Trivial Pursuit. Um, but it isn't actually, like, playing the board game. Still mm-hmm. good. I like quiz games, you know, yeah. we've talked about this before. Um, they never get anything, you know, highly regarded, um, like, reviews, like, because I think it's just because it's a quiz game. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, board games in general don't either. I remember, uh, you know, for a while, I think it was, um, was it was it literally Uno or was it a something? That was Uno, but not called it. legally distinct Uno. There was um, there was an Uno uh, craze, a digital Uno craze for a while, yeah. On the 360, um, which was fantastic. Yes, 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 it was Uno. Yeah. Um, and oh, there's another one in my head. Completely gone. Uh, uh, Carcassonne as well. Oh yeah, Carcassonne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just board games, unless you put. 51 of them together <laughs> as Nintendo case you do yeah <laughs> just yeah just just uh, you know like, well yeah this is just a, a digital version of that game and I'm like, well you know that's that's fine because you can play it on the go or you don't have to have a thing or, or... yeah yeah and another one I got was uh, like the National Geographic Wildlife Quiz oh yeah uh, and it was basically divided up into four sections where you did have like quiz questions and quiz rounds that you went through, but you also could like make jigsaws and you could work together to make the jigsaws and things like that. Again, a solid probably, you know, four out of ten. Yeah. But I like well worth the money, <laughs> you know, the value in there's like great, this is fun, you know. Yeah, just as long as. Uh... Because for a while there was a trend, or some of the ones that I played there was a trend of like, oh, this is a digital version of it, so we have to make, um, you know, the most out of the fact that it's the digital version. So how about after every question, 
we have a you know little comedy host pops up and does a speech or there's a, a little animation when your your pie goes in the way and these are all things that just kill your pleasure of the game yeah because you know the first couple of times that may oh you know oh, that was a funny thing or oh, look at that animation um but yeah for those kinds of games you just want to be hammering through it right and just getting to the questions you don't want those little stuttery animations and your, and your mouthy host or your little transition videos or all of that bollocks um but I, I feel like people felt like they had to put them in because it's like, well we can't just make you know a good version of the board game without some extra thing that we can't normally do um yeah so that's when some of the i think that's when you find some of the best uh or board game adaptations or card game adaptations at that point yeah it's where yeah it just just makes it arguably better than the real life experience <laughs> yeah uh, well arguably and that you don't need to do tidy up afterwards probably yeah or you know um i'm thinking about things like uh um card you know card games like magic and pokemon where Oh yeah, you're given the full spectrum of everything to play about with, and yeah, you and can archive, and yeah, the yeah, yeah. interface does all the legwork in working out. You know, oh, this would do, this would do, this would do this. Yeah, um, so you're not or, having to like count out how many damage and take little pebbles off each of the cards. Yeah, yeah, like or yeah, 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 keeping yeah. track of board board state to make a to make a yeah, arguably better experience than um, uh, mechanically. Of course, you don't have the, the fun of being with another person yeah. Um, yeah I want to pick on a specific game as well uh, and really just pick on it um, and that's Peggle um, I don't think it deserves to be a game it's really shit um, it's just a hyper addictive flashy light simulator do you know what I mean? Have you played Peggle? Played. Yeah. You drop a ball and it'll randomly do some things. You know? They they try to pretend it's kind of got like the bubble pop or... Um, what is it called? Bubble pop? The one with bubble bubble. By uh, Buster Move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kind of got that Buster Move. But it doesn't. You know, there is a complete randomicity to where this thing goes and then it lands and then you do it again and you just sit there you know chewing on your fucking endorphins as you see it you know get a three times combo and then everything explodes and oh to joy plays at the end I think that's a shit game because you don't do anything you let a thing fall down and then you get excited and the dopamine just sort of floods you yeah no I don't know I don't think that's fair. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm picking on it. I'm taking its lunch money. <laughs> I think there's a, you know... Uh, <laughs> I mean, not, it might not be the deepest gaming experience, but uh, it's serviceable. It's doing its thing. Yeah. What about your guilty pleasures? You must have some games that you know are fully shit but you still like hold in a special place in your heart 
uh, I wouldn't say I hold a special place in my heart, in my heart. and as we've, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, they often just fill a slot of, uh, I, I don't know, again, I've beat weird, that game now, putting it in my backlog, right? yeah. <laughs> my weird psychology of, of uh, you know, I can't, should, shouldn't be playing a game that I've already finished uh, if I'm not hoovering up achievements or something or unlocking something when yeah. there are games which I haven't finished in the background. And for some reason, and particularly free-to-play games fill this niche, <laughs> they become safe, safe places. So, you know, if, I'm, if I've got options paralysis, which is quite frequent, especially <laughs> on the Switch, because there's just so much there, you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to play uh, Pokemon Quest <laughs> or uh, Fallout Shelter, you know, um, or stuff I'm not really invested in. It's, it's kind of like the background game, you know. I've got a long train journey. I've got half batteries. I don't, I don't, you know, really want to be investing in a game that that uh, might risk my progress halfway through. So, yeah, I'll put on one of those, one of those um, silly games where you just prod the screen and you get your little uh, endorphins from, you know, oh, you've logged in today, so you get a treasure chest and you just hit the treasure chest. You, go, oh, okay, that's a, you know, that's a hat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say you know I wouldn't say any that are that are fond um, fond favourites that are objectionably bad perhaps. Um, in terms of guilty pleasures, I do. I mean, I do have some just objectionably awful games. Um, one of the worst games I think I ever played was uh, Hidden and Dangerous on the PlayStation. Um, okay, tell me about Hidden and Dangerous. <laughs> so I picked it up for 99p, I think, uh, at the end of the PlayStation's um, life cycle. In a bargain bin when we used to have those. And it's a port of a PC game, which is quite good. Um, I remember um, late 90s, I think. You know, there's, there's quite a dedicated little uh, following of it and there'd be a small number of people who would say, you know, it's one of the best shooters on the PC at the time. Um, and I didn't even know there was a, a PlayStation version until I saw it in the bin. And it's just awful. <laughs> it's just <laughs> awful. I mean, I, I never touched the, the PC version, so I, I don't know how faithful or not it was to that version. Um, PC gamers do seem to have weird standards when it, when it comes to their, their uh, boring shooters. Uh, aka Half-Life etc um, but uh, uh, yeah, what episode can people check in to <laughs> Half-Life special yeah I can't, remember, I can't remember which episode number that one is um, <laughs> but yeah uh, giant giant pixels um, uh, it, it would load up and then you just hear some sound effects sound effect be it like a reloading sound effect or or a, a german shoulder sh- soldier shouting um but it would just happen like four thousand times in about three seconds uh, randomly um uh, ai was bad yeah it was just un- virtually uh, it, it was it was technically playable so so bad uh but yeah couldn't get um and then it became 
one of those challenges I was playing with with a friend at the time. Um, it then became one of those one of those fun challenges of like, okay, how far can we get in this broken game? <laughs> can we get, you know, past uh, the first soldier? And then one of us got past the first soldier. It's like, okay, can we get to the, to the past the second soldier or, or the next bridge? And the draw distances were awful. Yeah, bad. Just a bad, bad <laughs> uh, uh, port. Uh, and then the other one, which I think I might have mentioned before on the podcast, because it's so bad, is um, <clears throat> Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned this before, yep. Um, which was on the Wii U. And I think it's still picking. <clears throat> okay, no, it seems like everyone has acknowledged it's awful. Oh, no, you can still buy it for twenty four ninety nine from some shop. Do not buy that game uh, for anything more than a couple of quid. So the reason why I picked it up is I was in uh, <laughs> game, which uh, for our international listeners is. What you would get if you crossed uh, the pissy back alley behind a dodgy pub with uh, a video game store. Um, and they're awful. The, as it's a chain of, chain of game shops here. They frequently all disappear. They're now owned by Sports Direct, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah, that I is news it. to me, man. But yeah, 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 I feel it. So I was the other day. There was some ridiculous. You know, unfortunately, the fact that these are dens of what do you call them? Villainy, scum and villainy. Yeah. Um, Wretched hives of scum and villainy. Wretched hives of scum and villainy has not fed back to the Nintendo mothership. So they insist on every now and then doing um, normally Pokemon promos with game so there's like limited edition card or code that you can only get from physically going to the store um and annoyingly there was some during the pandemic as well that you had to go and do and it wasn't really good to be going around um and so you go into them and the reason why there are there are pages and pages on www.guys.co.uk um, from when I would just get frustrated. This is this is the first time they were really dying on the high street, um, because uh, you'd have I'd have to go in there, and no one would know about the promotion, and it's all all that horrible stuff that you read about in with game shop stores, right? They always try to upsell you disc insurance, and you have to, you know, basically cut one of your limbs off in order to get a new version of a game because they're desperate on trying to flog you the pre-owned one which is one quid off and then you take it back to resell it the next day and you have to pay them five quid to take off that anyway so i was in game for one of those things and spotted amiibo festival for i think um 4.99 um and it comes with two amiibos um so and i'm a huge sucker for those i thought huh that, that's you got your justification there you know yeah. you got your two amiibos that's yeah. that's enough but you amiibos. felt you had to play the game as well. One didn't of them, uh, not just play, Richie. <laughs> play and complete. Hundred percent. Hundred it. So yeah, you got your two amiibos, and I think one of them you you couldn't get anywhere else at the time. It's, it's 
it's Isabel and her, her brother Bigsby or something. So you know, I had it. I thought, hey, what the hell? Let's let's um, let's put the game on. And it's uh, a board games. Uh, there's a bunch of mini games. One of which is actually okay. The rest of which just trash. Absolute trash. Awful. 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 And it has board game trappings. It looks a little bit like Mario Party, um, except with all your favourite Animal Crossing characters. Except. The only way you can play it is by tapping an amiibo. Um, and so you have to kind of tap your amiibo when it's your turn. You can only play it if you have enough amiibos per players. So I think you have to have four to play it. There, are, You may remember or may not recall, there were, there were a number of series of Animal Crossing amiibo cards um, uh, with hundreds and hundreds of different characters. You could use them in that game, but you couldn't play that game with those cards. Mm. Um, so if you touch them to the game, they would appear in some of the mini games and they'd appear in the village. But you couldn't, you know, if you had the two amiibos that came in the box and the two amiibo cards, you couldn't play this game four player. And then that's it. That's what you tap your amiibo to say it's your turn. You tap it again to roll the dice. You watch your character go around the board game. There's no mini games. You don't control it. You don't do anything. You just then read, you know, get read some animals saying, oh, you got 10 bells. Very good. And then the next player's turn. That is it. Despite the fact it's called Amiibo Festival, zero compatibility with any other kind of Amiibos. Um, yeah, awful. Awful, awful, awful. And I feel bad because for people who, you know, potentially paid 40 quid for it uh, when it first came out as something for the family perhaps you know yes we like Animal Crossing uh, to just just have this like dirge 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 of a game and I don't even think you're you know you're you know, oh this is great for two year olds right my first game because even they will be bored by <laughs> like, you know just having to click through Anyway, so I did unlock all the mini games, and it was just the saddest day of my life. Just sat there, four animals <laughs> on my lap, just tapping the screen. I think I was watching something else and just periodically just tapping them in order to play through the board game five times to earn enough bells to then unlock all the mini games. Play them once, never ever touch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. I think that's probably the worst gaming experience you've had. Probably the worst game I've ever played, yeah. yeah. Hands down. Um, and it was functional. You know, it worked. Now, there is, uh, just to move on from the, the word amiibo, um, <laughs> there is another um, set of games that I believe you've played and we haven't really talked about. And that is the awful Resident Evil tie-ins. Have you played any of them? Such as? There was one where you had like three people or something like that. Yeah, three people. The recent one? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I think there was also one in the PS2 as well. As there was um, Outbreak and Outbreak 2. Yeah. 
Yes, which were um, awful online... games. Yeah, they were online <laughs> Resident Evil games in Japan. And as we've said a number of times on the podcast here, I don't know a single person who ever actually had the PlayStation 2 online properly. You had to buy something, didn't you? Just stick in the back. Yeah, yeah, you had to get a modem in the back. Um, what was it called? Twisted Metal Black. Um, they used it as well. Yeah. And so rather than um, just not release a game that fundamentally wouldn't work <laughs> outside of a territory that doesn't have online, they released it anyway. Um, and so the idea behind Resident Evil Outbreak is, is good. There's, uh, and it, it really fucks with the canon as well. So I think a lot of people just ignore it because it doesn't make any sense. But uh, you would, in the first one you play as a selection of survivors, I think there's eight to choose from, uh, during the outbreak of uh, in Raccoon City. Some of them take you to familiar places and there's a whole bunch of new places you can go to as well. It's a really, really cool idea and the online side of it was uh, your characters all have different skills and, you know, we saw some of these ideas later in things like, or possibly before, uh, in Resident Evil Zero where, you know, you, you have to swap items between you. Um, so you choose your character, and they had different skills, different health, um, uh, different amounts of health, or some had more carry slots. Or one yeah, yeah like one could do healing, and one could like open doors and. Things yeah, like. one hand. I like one there was a... there were certain comps you could get where you just couldn't even do the levels as well. Yeah, so because it wasn't online um, here, you choose a character, and then I think the AI would take. Oh God, the AI! Yes, three of the other characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, my brother and my mom played it a lot um uh, yeah and so occasionally the ai would um run off ahead um pick up the key item that you needed uh run past several zombies taking all the ammo with them for a gun that they didn't even have and then die and then you <laughs> would have to then uh like in the hospital level there was the you know the leech men from resident evil 3 yeah yeah a horrible leech so he, that level was just you are going to be chased by the leech man the whole time um, and half the time you spent it trying to find your dead AI teammates <laughs> they were carrying whatever the card key that gets you through the door uh, yeah um, frustrating broken um, because there were some really cool bits of Resident Evil lore uh, and if you got all the way through each character had their own ending um, there was a mysterious Japanese woman. I think it was like an RPD cop. Uh, I think one of them was a waitress. And then, and then, if that wasn't bad enough, it got absolutely canned when it came out here in terms of reviews. There was a second one <laughs> they also released, <laughs> uh, which I never played. Uh, Outbreak File Two, um, but that took you through a zoo. Um, so it was like a zombie elephant. Um, yeah, awful. <laughs> Well, I felt like we had to sort of bring that up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I've not, um, I've I've played a little bit of the the two weird games that they've given out recently. So there was one with, um, and again, they're free, so you don't feel too bad about it. But one was Resistance. I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, one one was sort of had the ideas of Outbreak in it, but there was it was uh, the asymmetric gameplay. So somebody yeah. was there. The mastermind and everything. The mastermind, yeah, 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 yeah. and then you had four different characters to try and wait, make your way through. And then the other one was a, 
uh, <laughs> which we're seeing increasingly, is kind of survival horror games coming late to the current new trend in in kind of horror themed games. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, your like, essentially a very bad, quite arcadey. Uh, um, oh, what's the name of that game? But there's a serial killer. Uh, uh, Dead by Daylight. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was sort of like that, um, but a bit arcadey, uh, and you could choose. That's the one they gave away with um, Resident Evil 3, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. But then recently I saw um, they've just buddied up with uh, Dead by Daylight, I think. There was a whole, there was a big Resident Evil skin pack for it. Oh, that's cool because they've, they've buddied up with uh, Silent Hill as yeah. well. So that's like, that's the two universes finally coming together. <laughs> I think The PS1 that. survival horror. Um, <laughs> and it uh, looked significantly better than Capcom's own effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was the nemesis and he looked like the nemesis and Leon looked like Leon and yeah, far, far more serviceable than um, whatever that was. Versus, was it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, there was also like, I think it was on the 360 PS3 days and there was one where there was like you had to play as three players for this uh, Resident Evil game, and you were part of the special ops, like the Hunk forces. Oh uh, yeah, there was a uh, Raccoon Operation Raccoon City and the other one, Umbrella Corps, I think was it. It did, I feel like it had the word try in it, as in like three. Um, but I can't remember. But yeah, let's call it Operation Raccoon City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was, yeah, I think we, again, we, we may have mentioned it before, uh, widely panned. Again, frustrating because they do some fun things, so you can, playing through the story of that game, you can kill Leon and Claire, I think. Um, we can decide to let them go, but uh, for whatever reason, they, the powers that be decided to. Oh, you know what the best thing about Resident Evil is? Uh, is a squad-based futuristic shooter. Um, yeah. <laughs> set in Raccoon City. Which is absolutely not the case. Um, I'm just reminded of a very, very classic TGAM post, actually. Do you remember? Yeah. I can't remember the oh god damn I can't even remember the name of it it was like Hellbreak London or something like that it was this this game that was like oh my god it's using the tube system of London it was so highly anticipated um, and it, it just turned out it was shit sort of <laughs> d- dim zombies and like <laughs> they hadn't even copied the architecture or the system of London uh, tube system they just called it Hell something London. Ah, yeah, Hellgate London. Hellgate, yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Hellbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and there was loads of hype around that, wasn't that? Oh, you, you can tell. Hype. Yeah, you, you can. T- <laughs> you can tell. A game is going to be dead on its ass when they announce at the same time um, that it's going to either be a multi-series game. Or there's some cross-media thing. Um, 
I can't even remember, and, and inevitably it just doesn't run like that. I can't remember the name of it. I don't even know if it ever came out. Really good for the podcast. But there was um, this really ambitious project, which was a sci-fi series and an MMO. And depending on what players were doing in the MMO was supposedly going to affect the um, story in the the yeah, series. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember seeing you know, some hype pieces with the makers behind it. Um, and now, fittingly, I can't even remember the name. That's how it completely disappeared into nothing. So, I, I just decided to do a little Google on Hellgate London. Yeah. Um, it has been re-released in 2018. Yeah, uh, it has a VR expansion on it as well. Wow. Um, and yeah, I mean, apparently it's fully online as well. Wow, okay. A game that was shit. And I feel like it was abandoned. Maybe somebody <laughs> just got the license or maybe it just happens to have the same name. Although that seems a little bit nutty. You know, it was 15 years ago or something like that. Um, anyway. De- yeah. Defiance was the name of the uh, science fiction theme persistent world massively multiplayer, mass, massively multiplayer online third person shooter. Um, okay. <laughs> which had a sci-fi tie-in. The same name. Right, okay. Yeah. It was released in April 2013. Free to play June August 2014. Shut down October 2014. Wow. <laughs> yeah, these things surprise you, man. <laughs> Love to hear. Any venue out there were hardcore defiance players for uh, seven years. And we're Please. gutted to hear about it closing down yeah. in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> Get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And let us know. And let us know if any of that, um, that tie-in nonsense uh, <laughs> actually paid off. Because, yeah, yeah. it sounded you know, hugely ambitious. Was it perhaps actually even sort of paid for by the Sci-Fi Channel? That would make it even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh wow okay so I think that's a lot of shit games it is a lot of shit games and we didn't even talk about Sonic once no well I mean do you know what I was going to draw the comparison uh, when you were talking about Animal Crossing Yeah. I was just thinking like all of the characters in Animal Crossing I can name like two or three you could probably name a lot more because you've put yourself through your own personal hell um but also, like, I, I kind of—it's easy to draw the comparison between the two because they're they're furry animals, and there's a ton of them, and yeah, th- th- there's a thing. Like, I really enjoyed the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and I know they're making a sequel to it. But my fear is they're going to make a sequel to it and bring in a ton of these Sonic the Hedgehog 
characters that I have no idea who they are. Well, I, I know Knuckles, but then you've got like <laughs> uh, bat people, and you've got a female Tails, or is Tails female? I've no idea. And there's just so much like that, and like there's a canon from like the comic series of it and things like that. I I think that's why I'm not interested in Sonic and I didn't even want to I didn't want to talk about it. Sonic died with Sonic 2 for me. That, that that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know. After that it's just a big furry hell, you know. Sonic and Knuckles is good. Oh, all right, it was fine, but that was 60 quid to play an expansion, you know. That's <laughs> like that was pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I mean, you know, I don't I'm not particularly bothered by the the different canons and the different animes. It was more the, uh, which is frustrating, but it was more when they changed the camera. But that's not necessarily true because Sonic Adventure was good. But then all the subsequent ones, then there are so many, you know, when you look it up, you forget how many there were. Um, the one the one that I probably played the most was a bit, a tiny, tiny bit of Sonic Oops. which was really awful. Collapsing. Yeah, no, no, we're all good, we're all good, we're all good. And uh, perhaps this is a guilty pleasure. As close as I'm going to get to guilty pleasure was Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> Sonic with <laughs> guns. <laughs> well, it was it was ambitious, and you know this branching series of levels, and and I mean so edge lord, but a story you were actually like, okay, let's see this through. <laughs> the, the the gameplay, you know, so it's essentially you're, you're um, either running into the screen um, at ridiculous speeds, um, or uh, it was just it was uncontrollable. Um, you know, so you, you jump and you kind of flinch through the level uh, because the camera had switched angle from uh, we're doing a, a side view to to a kind of like over the shoulder view. Um, yeah, bad. It was bad gameplay-wise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they keep trying to force it in into that into that shape. So I'm not too sure. I'm really interested if I see them cheap to have like a generations because they they keep both. I think they keep both. Uh, you know the whole gimmick between generations. I think it's generations. We've got old yeah, Sonic yeah. We've got old Sonic and new Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to play the old Sonic levels, but I'm not too sure. I could sit through the new Sonic levels. But again, weird because Sonic Adventure was absolutely fine. And Sonic Heroes, for that matter. Even though it was that same... I uh, played the the Sega Racing. I think that's the closest I got to Sonic since Sonic 2. Yeah. And that Sega All-Star Racing is a very good multiplayer racing game. Yeah. And then, for whatever mad reason, they stopped it being... Sega Smash Karting, and now it's just Sonic again. Sega Smash Karting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other shit games you wanted to briefly or quickly mention? I oh, know. I think I've purged. I've purged them all out. <laughs> purged your shit games. Oh I've God. Passed them. They've passed them. They've, we've passed them through the podcast. And they're now in the hall of shite. <laughs> now in the bowl of shite. The bowl of shite. Oh god. 
awaiting <laughs> to be flashed. <laughs> the pool of shite. Okay. So, on that note. Yep. That guy's a maniac. Why'd he shite me? <laughs> <laughs>